We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 113 of Married Millennials. We want to thank you so much for tuning in last week and listening to us hash things out. Yeah, it was actually a really fun conversation, an unexpected conversation to say the least. And when Joy had brought up some feelings that she had about me being overly critical that I was unaware of, she thought we were just going to let that slide on over. I really throughout did. The pro- throughout the podcast. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about that. And it actually ended up being a good conversation offline. Like yeah. After we finished recording last week's episode, we sat down. And even last night when we were driving home, we brought it up again. And still trying to find that balance. That was a different conversation. No, I, but we were still talking about the expectations. Right, and, and right. That's not being fair. overly critical and how you, know, you said, yeah, I was, I'm feeling critical. Or with my grumpiness. Yeah. And how you were like, do you like me? I was just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like there were a lot, of, a lot of conversations that came from that 15-minute debate. Not necessarily a debate, a 15-minute conversation mm-hmm. about things that we experience within our actual relationship. And this just goes to show you that relationship maintenance is needed in every single relationship. No matter Marriage, what. Yeah. engagement, it's, it's required. Like you have to continually Work on your relationship. And you cannot be afraid to dive in. Speak up. Say your piece. Be heard. Hash things out. (laughs) (laughs) I like that little PSA. Yeah. And we create a poster. (laughs) We also wanted to let you know about something exciting that we participated in. We were interviewed by the V Club out there in New York. Shout out to them. They wanted to know all about our sex life. And we told them all about it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a full transcript of that conversation on our Instagram page. Just click the link and it's, what is it? Let's talk about sex. sex. Sex, Yeah. So have fun with that. Yeah, it was a a fun conversation. And it's one of those things, again, where we have said so many times that sex, politics, religion, and money, like the four taboos that people don't like to talk about. Mm -hmm. But those are the four primary areas of conflict in life or in relationships. Politics, maybe not so much, but religion, well, yes, I'm saying with your friends, definitely, but I'm just talking specifically within a relationship, but I guess friendships are relationships too. So those four things that we don't talk about are the four primary reasons for arguments, frustrations, anger, dissatisfaction, and we looked around and it's like, why don't we talk about these things? So while, yes, it's not necessarily always comfortable for us to just throw all our information out there, we understand the value in sharing insight about these types of conversations. We had wrote an article for the Huffington Post talking about sex expectations mm-hmm. when we first got married, but we expounded upon that article and went a lot more in depth. It was a phone interview that was it ended up being transcribed, but just a, a lot of information, how you know, how our celibacy journey 
played out when we reintroduced sex, how we struggled with that for a while, and then getting back on the good foot. Uh, but it was, a, it was a very fun, open, candid conversation. Strongly encourage you guys to, to read it. It is a long read. It'll probably take you 15, 20 minutes or yeah. so. But, I can, but it's interesting. Yeah, but I can confidently say that you would enjoy the, the content that you read. It, it's interesting because when I was reading it, I didn't even feel like I was reading a Completely conversation agreed. we had. I was like, oh, I like this. I was like, oh, this couple. <laughs> it's us. It's informative. It, it, that's one of the first times where I was reading something that was about us, but because we didn't write it. I think oftentimes yes. we're either listening to something we recorded or we're listening to something that you know, we wrote. This one, yes, we spoke it, but we didn't create it's, it, yes. if that yes. makes sense. So when I went back and read it, I was like, oh, this is really, really good. Yeah. Shout out to you, baby. <laughs> Why shout out to me? Well, and me. Of course. Us. Shout out to us. We, yeah. we, we're, we're doing fun things. So definitely check that article and also check out the V Club. They have a lot of dope resources available. If you are in the New York area, they have a dope space that we are looking forward to visiting when we come out to New York. Putting that out there. We are coming. Y'all are going to say like, oh, yeah, the Love Jays, they just saying it. No, I'm just letting you know that we are coming. The, the plan is to take the mingle which we are doing again, round two. The Mingle is going down Sunday, July 15th, back in Hollywood, California. Same venue, a simple bar. We're going to switch it up a little bit this time. The first go-around, we had a panel discussion talking about all the issues that professionals are facing mm-hmm. with, with dating in Los Angeles. This time around, we are going to take off the panel part and Joy and I are going to lead a candid discussion. Mm -hmm. A lot of the feedback that we received where people were more interested in what we had to say Mm -hmm. and our feedback. And I know originally when we planned out the They don't want to hear from us. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, oh, we have the episode. We talk about this. We didn't think people wanted to hear our voice, but we were very wrong. Yes. (laughs) In that, we were like, well, why shouldn't shouldn't other single people hear from single people? And that was our thought process. And everyone was like- we realize single people hear from single people all the time. All the time. They're like, yeah. nah, we don't, we, we're really not interested in hearing yeah. that. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a you know, 20 to 30 minute discussion, Joy and I. And then mm-hmm. after that, we're going to open the floor to some questions, invite people to come sit up on the stage with us and really talk about issues and unpack them in a comfortable and safe environment. So that's mm-hmm. going down July 15th. Mark your calendars if you're in the LA area. If you are not in the LA area, but you may be in town that time, make sure you mark the calendars. It's going to be really mm-hmm. fun. We're also going to add some more elements to encourage mingling. Mingling. Yes. You know, Because last time, folks came in and just sat down and were like yes. waiting for the conversation. And then afterwards, people started talking. People definitely talked afterwards. Yeah, but we needed yeah. a little more mingling. So we're, yeah. we're going to we're going to work on that for, for part two, see what that goes down. I feel really good about it. And then the plan is to be able to take the mingle and move it to two more cities this year. Yeah. That's the plan. And when we have two cities in our mind. Mm-hmm. If you want one of those cities to, to be on the list, shoot us a DM, shoot us an email. Right. Let us know and we'll try to work something out. Just a very important reminder to get out and vote June 5th. That's... If you're listening to this the day it's released right now. <laughs> yes, it is so important to vote. I mean, we can't. It doesn't need to be stated for all the reasons why we know we you know what happened in the polls. <laughs> but in Los Angeles, in California, today, June 5th, when you decide to listen to this show, it is vote day. You have to get out and vote. And I am 
so tired of hearing all these folks say, well, my vote doesn't matter. These votes don't count. Look, I can understand you may have some frustrations with the, the voting process, and I think everyone would agree with you when we say that. But if you and everybody else says, well, my vote doesn't matter, and there's 5 million people who think that exact same thing, that's 5 million people who could potentially move an election in a certain person's favor or in the country's favor or the state's favor. So while I understand some frustrations, I'm not saying you shouldn't be frustrated, you can't be frustrated, but we do have to get out and make our voices heard and we need to elect. And the primaries are critical. Like these are, like these, these are critical elections that you have to get out and vote. And please don't vote blindly. Do the research. Do your homework. Go in there with your sample ballot already filled out and then punch and vote accordingly. Last week was pretty dope for me. As many of you know, I hired a business coach a few months back just because I needed to get some help. <laughs> the thing about entrepreneurial life that everyone thinks it's amazing and it is fun it's enjoyable to be to be able to wake up and create and work on your own craft but in the early stages it's typically just you mm -hmm. and your thoughts and while you may be very very talented there are other people out there who are more talented than you or who see things a lot differently than you and i needed to put myself in a position where i could be around other entrepreneurs and get help and new ideas just to expand my creative thinking mm -hmm. so i have been a part of this program it's called sleepless nights for the past two months and in this program i have a business coach as well as a speaking coach so those two gentlemen came out to L.A. this past week for a high school L.A. tour. And I remember when they told me, I was like, oh, yes, definitely let me know. I'd love to link up with you. So they came in town on Wednesday, and I had reached out and said, hey, I would like to come watch you speak just to, to see them work. Both of these gentlemen get paid to go speak around the world and have been doing this for years. And as a aspiring speaker, I want to learn from those who are doing this, who are, who are going around and, and securing the bag with their words. So You are a speaker. Yes, I am. I am a speaker. As I, a speaker. I would say as a newbie speaker. As, but you as, are definitely speaking. Okay. So. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, As a continually growing speaker, uh -huh. I wanted to, to watch them work. So we go to the, the first school on Wednesday, link up with them. Next thing I know, we go into the room. And the cameraman was like, oh, I need you to, to mic up. I was like, what, what you mean? What you, what you mean, mic up? Like, I just came to watch and take notes. Little did I know that their whole plan was to have me and everyone else who was a part of their program based in Los Angeles to share the stage with them. And when I tell you, I was so nervous. And I'm typically cool. I got you are. That's that, but to me, that sounds like a nightmare. Like that would be my worst. I'm completely unprepared. You want to throw me in front of a group of kids because kids are pretty harsh critics. Oh, they're worse than adults. They, they smell smell fear like nothing else. They're like, mm, you're not about to tell me anything useful. So what'd you do? I was the first school. I was I was not very good. I'm gonna just be very honest. I was like, okay, well that 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 was not that was not the move, Jay. Mm -hmm. Then I went to the second school on Wednesday. Little did a little bit better, but then I came home Wednesday and I said, okay, I got to get my mind right. It's like Jay, like you talk about preparation. Is that you got to stay ready, or is that you always got to be ready or stay ready so, so you, you don't, don't have, have to, to get, get ready? ready. Mm -hmm. And I clearly 
was not ready. So then I had, when I came back home Wednesday, I said, okay, it's time to get my mind right. You just, you need to, you do this, Justin. You're overthinking it. The problem was, is I was overthinking and, and not having the confidence within myself. And then I felt it just come out. Now, everyone else may have been like, oh, okay, that was fine. Mm-hmm. But I knew what I was capable of and I did not deliver that on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So on Thursday, came back to a different school and Again, I wasn't prepared to speak. It was interesting. I was like, nah, they're okay. They just did us this on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They're going to go ahead and take the stage again on Thursday. Boom, again, got mic'd up, thrown to the gauntlet. I said, okay, well, let me come out and, and deliver something. And fortunately, I delivered something that was really well, which I was excited about. And it was about a, about a five to eight minute, five to eight minute piece, came off the stage and said, okay, you back, Jay. You're- five to eight minutes off the top of the dome is a lot. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't necessarily off the top of the dome because while I was driving to the school, I had thoughts flowing. When I speak, I prepare outlines of what I want to touch on. In your mind. Correct. Not, no, not necessarily in my mind. I, I write uh, down. If I'm, like, I'm giving a long speech, if you're talking for like 30 minutes, trying to come off the dome for 30 minutes is extremely, extremely difficult. Right. Unless you've been speaking for probably 10, 15, 20 years and you've mastered every type of thing that you can talk about, so it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. But for this one, when you're, when you're five to 10 minutes, typically what you need to have and what my speaking coach, Life, always says is, you know, it's like start with that end. You know, what's that end? What's the, the punchline? Mm-hmm. And then from there you can build. So when I was driving, I knew what my end was. Right. And then I just had to you know, package it together just in case they called my name. And they did call my name when I, and I delivered a nice little piece. So mm-hmm. I felt really good about that. And then on Friday, we went back to another school, which I was not expecting. And that one, I had a, a bigger platform. That might have been like eight to 10 minutes to come sit down and speak. And that was, was really dope. And it was, it was just one of those experiences that I left. I told both of them, I said, you know, I was, I was so full to be able to share the stage with them. But most importantly, it was dope to just get out there and practice and be with individuals who are coaching you, but also those that you respect who do this and to get their advice immediately. Like, yeah, I can go back and watch the video and I'm sure I'll find things once I do, but to have immediate feedback from people who do, do this, this yeah. was really dope. Yeah, that's impressive. I'm, I'm really happy for you. I felt like your spirits were lifted last week. Not that they've been down lately at all, but just you were on another high and your, even your creativity was moving it in a different way. You were like completely unblocked. I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was super dope. So if you, if you feel stuck, like genuinely if you feel stuck and you're like, I need, I need to move, I need to do something, make an investment. Make an investment into a program, a coach, a person, a whomever. If you got to take a new class online, make the investment. I made this investment two months ago. In the very beginning, I was like, okay, let's see. After the first month, I was like, all right, well, maybe, okay, well, mm-hmm. let me just kind of keep going because it was different than I had originally expected. Mm-hmm. And my accountability partner within the group was just like, give it time. I just, just, just give yourself time. And I had originally said, I'm going to give it three months regardless because mm-hmm. I feel like trying to make a decision after a month, like what do you really have yeah, in a month? It's, it's too tough. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to give it three months. And as you know, once my accountability partner said, you know, give it some time, open your minds and be a little more pre- proactive, I said, okay, cool. I became more proactive and I was like, oh yeah, I like these benefits. Then they came out and I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and it, so it just, it felt really, really dope to, to 
be on stage with them, but it also is dope to be a part of, com of a community of entrepreneurs all across the country. Mm -hmm. And now I'm building out my network and meeting new people. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm so excited to, to grow and to build. And I remember I recorded a, a story on Instagram after Friday, after speaking to all the schools, and it was just like I was so appreciative to be able to, to build out a network and know new people like all over who I would have no clue or no chance of meeting if it wasn't for this investment. And I said, I will not eat for a week to make sure that that investment gets paid. Mm -hmm. I've just really been trying to stay in a positive mindset, and this was the cherry on top. I mean, for the simple fact that I was rear-ended on Friday as I was leaving my house to go to the speech, and it was a, a three-car accident and the the gentleman who hit me took full responsibility okay. he's okay by the way yeah i, I am fine yeah. I, I had to take your a, back a nice a little, bath yeah, yeah my, my back was a little tight but joy hooked me up with one of her bomb baths yep. and it made a huge difference but i remember when we were talking and exchanging information you know i told him i was like look today's june 1st which means your month can only go up from here <laughs> like mm -hmm. yeah you, you started the you started your your month arguably on a, on a very bad note. Yeah. But at the end of the day, all of us were fine and I was able to, to just walk away, exchange the information and we go on about our day. I remember the last time I was rear-ended, I was a hot, angry mess. I mean, immediate, because I was in the car for that one and I remember saying like, Justin, calm down because you, you've gotten in an accident. Everyone's already upset about that. No one's happy about being in an accident, but he was so huffy and puffy and took it like personal that this person had rear-ended them, but it's an accident for a reason. So to hear how you handled this, I can see your growth. Yeah, just there's there's no point. I'm I'm when I tell you guys like I am focused on my mental wellness mm -hmm. this year and my spiritual wellness, my physical wellness, like everything possible. Yeah. I don't want any type of distractions, nothing. I need to just stay in my positivity bubble. So if I'm not around positive people, if you're not bringing positivity towards me, I don't love you any less. I just can't be around you because right. I am trying to stay in a, in a positive place. And when a situation like this that is very negative happens, you have a decision. And I just realized like in that moment, like I have the decision to be in control of how I respond to this. Mm -hmm. And it was dope to to consciously be aware that I chose to respond positively to a negative situation. Imagine what would happen if you looked at the positive and all the negatives, quote unquote, in your life. Think about it. Literally, literally take a second and think about it. If you say it one more time. Imagine if what? Imagine if you responded positively to all the quote-unquote negative things that happen in your life. I just wanted to make sure that that landed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why do I need to repeat yeah, that? Yeah, I looked at you. I was like, did I, did I stumble? Did I yeah, say something wrong? No. But I mean, literally, and I've typically have been the person who just emotionally responds. I, I've, I've been that, that way. I'm, I'm an emotional guy. Mm -hmm. And now I have been able to consciously process things before my emotions get involved. Mm -hmm. And that's my friend, is growth. Mm -hmm. And I can identify those growths. So that's what you got to do. And you want to know why I'm growing? Because Joy's out here dropping jewels <laughs> in the Weekly the Wellness week Newsletter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You didn't think I was going to plug that? You thought I was just going to let that just walk on by? 
Every Sunday. What was this? Week 23? Yeah. Week 23. Joy has dropped bars. 23 weeks in a row. And some of y'all still ain't implementing it, but some of y'all still in the same situations and some of y'all still mad of the things that are going on six months ago. I'll wait. Mm. Where are you at, though? Like, Have you not subscribed to the weekly wellness newsletter? I, I need to know. If, and if you haven't, why? I just need to like take Justin everywhere as my hype man. I mean, that's a, a, what marriage is, really. Like, You're just married to your ultimate hype person. <laughs> Because I hype you, too. We hype each other. <laughs> but I appreciate you. Thank you, baby. You're very, very welcome. And, but I will say the, the wellness newsletter is something that I'm really proud of. And like the past couple of weeks, I've been reading it myself and being like, oh, that's pretty good. Because, <laughs> you know, when you do something, it's not that it's... Because I'm on a wellness journey, too. So for me, I'm putting things out there that I'm interested in or that I, that I have implemented myself, things that have worked for me. So, And it's like, well, hopefully this works for you, too. But then when I read it back, I'm like, of course this will work for you. Of course this is good, good material for you to try to implement in your life. And this week's challenge actually is to give... $10 or more to a person in need. And I, I was thinking because oftentimes when we're passing by a homeless person or someone who's asking for something, you know, you throw them a couple dollars and you're like, they're fine. That's enough. Like they're, they're lucky that they got that much. Someone else will give them two more dollars and they'll eventually get to where they need so that they can buy something useful. And my philosophy with it is, and that doesn't mean I never give a couple dollars. Like if a couple dollars is all I have, okay. But, you know, there'll be times where if I see a homeless person and I'm heading into the store, while I'm in the store, I'll just spend an extra $10, get them some water, some nuts, some some snacks so that they have food. That doesn't mean you have to throw the $10 their way, but be of service. If you're going to be kind, be purposeful about it. And I'm not dogging on people who give a couple dollars because that's good too, but we can be better. And to, ten, the difference between $2 and $10 to you isn't huge. But to a person in need, it's the difference between, you know, a pack of gum and water and nuts or something, you know, something that can really sit on their stomach. And I also understand that not, not all homeless people are buying food and stuff like, you know, it's like, oh, well, they're going to buy cigarettes with my money. What? Don't worry about it. That's not, that's not the point. It's not the point. If your heart is in the right place when you give, how they decide to spend your money is, is not up to you. No. That you have released that money and said, I hope this individual uses it for whatever they need. Yeah. And if that individual decides that cigarettes and alcohol is what they need, mm-hmm. that's not on you. That that money yeah. has been passed on. It, you can't you can't do anything if your heart and intentions were in the right place. You will be rewarded for those those proper intentions. Mm-hmm. But y'all definitely need to subscribe to this weekly wellness newsletter because it is certified bars fire. Twenty three weeks. That means you got what another thirty twenty nine weeks no. of more jewels oh, coming. Fifty two. Yeah. Exactly. So right. you got you got you got a <laughs> lot more time of, of some got more challenges to write that, that are that are coming up. So make sure y'all go to lovejays.com and when you see that pop up, enter your name and your email, select the weekly wellness newsletter and your life will change. I'm not telling you something that I don't know. I'm telling you something I personally experienced. Just saying. 
I'm also really excited because this weekend we worked on our special project. It's pretty much top secret at this point, <laughs> but just know that we have even more gyms coming your way. We had an eight-hour shoot, so I'm, I'm still not really awake. <laughs> Jess is looking at me like, you going to say something? And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm proud of the work that we did. I'm so tired, though. I just, you know when you, you pour what you got? into it and I feel like we had some revealing conversations definitely so when we sit down even to do this show we learn about each other and when we sat down to do this special project we learned even more about each other well I don't know do you feel like you learned things about me definitely it's yeah. always a, it's always a good conversation like yeah. when we sit down and talk Yes, we, we sit and talk individually all the time, mm-hmm. but there's something about when we start talking about relationships, mm-hmm. things naturally come up and be like, wait, I didn't know that, or we didn't discuss that, right. and then it turns into more dialogue offline. Yeah, it was, it was really great, so I'm really excited for you guys all to see it. <laughs> when, when do we get to announce it? We will probably announce it in the next couple of weeks. Okay. The, the information will be out there, and this is this has been a a passion project of ours yeah. since I believe the end of last year. It was December. When Joy had the idea. We were said, cleaning and I was like, babe. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. Like we need Put to. Put on the whiteboard. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, we need to do that. And then we just procrastinated our way through. And then finally. We, didn't, we weren't procrastinating. We were waiting for things to be the way they needed to be in order for us to execute it the way that it needed to be executed. Okay, I like the way you say that. I said procrastinated, but now that you said that, I, I can understand. I, yeah. I, I received that, that alternative We could not definition. have done it the way that we did it had the timing not been of you, what it was. You are absolutely right. So. And this was the first time where we have made another investment into Love Jays. Typically, we shoot, edit, film, market, mm-hmm. Everything, like literally everything we do, we are a two-man crew. Mm-hmm. We we make all of our our marketing assets from the flyers to Instagram designs mm-hmm. to editing the show, recording the show, managing our social media, writing the newsletters, managing our website. Like we literally do we wear all everything. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's a a content creator, a entrepreneur, typically you do a lot of these things yourself to a point and joy and i have realized that we are we're reaching that that tipping point where we can continue to do everything but we are only going to be able to stay at a certain level because we are trying to do everything everything. yeah and so for this project we contracted out a creative team to help us bring this idea to life Mm -hmm. had an eight hour shoot and it felt nice for the first time to just sit in front of the camera and deliver what we needed to deliver. What was interesting is it actually finally reveals how hard we work on our own because what just what we did was a lot of work. It was. It was a lot of work. Like I was definitely spent by the end of the day. I mean, you figure eight hours behind the camera or in front of the camera. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. I actually had a new respect for actors because you know how you have to roll things back and do it again. And it was it was a lot. And I, I do. I have a respect for actors. And I have a newfound respect for us even because I'm like, man, we've been doing this by ourselves. Now, how do we try to do that by ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and, and check this out. That eight hours would have been 27 and we would have been Oh, it would have been horrible. We had so our original plan was we were going to to shoot this ourselves and we would edit it and it would all be good. 
And then we had this this meeting with our creative team, and they were like, maybe you should think about mm-hmm. bringing us on to help you bring this to, to life. And I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. So I sat down with Joy, and I was just like, should we make this an investment? They were like, yeah, let's go ahead and do this. And soon as we wrapped, literally I looked at Joy and said, there is no way None. possible that we would have been able to shoot this project without literally losing our lives. It wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been good. No. Like it, That's it the other part. It wouldn't have been we good. We would have had to work so hard for it to be like less than mediocre. And redone. And now it's bomb. Because we did we we hired. Yes. Oh my and we still haven't seen that we just we just yeah. shot on, on Saturday, so we still haven't seen any of the edited pieces yet. Yeah. But I'm already knowing it's gonna be good. And when we are excited for this project, I'm sure you guys are like, look, y'all talking all about like, this project and yeah. you have released no names. Just know that it is going to be something dope and all of you guys are gonna be like, Yes, yes, yes. Yes, tell your friends, your aunties, your grandmas, your uncles, your neighbors, whomever else that you need, but we really cannot wait to share it. It's only about a couple of weeks. You guys will see and hear what is going down. I had the opportunity this past week to attend a Black Men in Media event, and it was a panel discussion featuring Karamo Brown from Queer Eye, Little Rail, the comedian, Van Lathan, who was now Damn got his fame from, Kanye. <laughs> from his battle He's been with, with for Kanye a long West. Time, yeah, though. he yeah. has, but like now that just really yeah. moved him he to a viral. better level. And well as Scott Evans, who's a correspondent for Access, Access Hollywood. And this this panel discussion was really, really dope. And this is something that I have been talking about, obviously, with our, our show that we released a few weeks ago, talking about black women deserve better. And it came from a point of, of black men and, and conversations that we need to be having and things we need to be doing differently. And on this panel discussion, I had originally thought they were just going to talk about images of black men in media, obviously. But the conversation went so much deeper than that and talking about how you know, we as black men need to do a, a better job in supporting each other and supporting women. Little Rel had brought up the issue with Tracy Morgan, how he was in an interview and, and the interviewer had asked about his co-star, Tiffany Haddish, and he's like, no, 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 we ain't talking about her. And Little Rel had ended up tweeting, was like, come on, man, like, what are, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish is doing her thing. Why are we sitting here hating on her success? And, and, and it just, it opened my eyes to a, a different place because these conversations aren't happening in public forums with four powerful black men in media and for them to have the vulnerability to sit there and share you know, their perspectives on the role that they play in media, mm-hmm. but also the roles their networks play mm-hmm. and how they have to Sometimes navigate. they have to, to navigate that, that, that complex world and they oftentimes are asked to be the, the speaking voice for the black community. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, like all black folks are not monolithic. Mm-hmm. I can give you my black perspective. My black perspective is my black perspective. But there are hundreds of other black perspectives out there. And if you think that my experience is going to speak for everyone, you're sadly mistaken. And I'm not going to be that person mm-hmm. to say, oh, here I am, the spokesperson for all black people. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we have so many different experiences, thoughts, beliefs, backgrounds, all that jazz. But it was a 
really, really good conversation. I just, I left there wanting to just like to call all the homies. Like, man, we really need to just sit and, and talk and elevate our minds to a different level. This actually spurred a conversation between the two of us. And we were talking about how black men tend to enforce each other's negative behavior. They champion for one another. Like if they're doing dirt, it's like, oh yeah, man, I, I did this. Or, you know, I just, I would like to see black men do better. <laughs> and and that's that's what we mean too by black women deserve better. Not Not just waiting for black men, but just in general, like black men haven't been doing it for a while. I mean, and I'm, I'm not trying to dog on our men. I'm really not. Um, but again, you have to do better. And if you're not going to do better, I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> I just have to. And I just, I'm, I'm a little tired of what I've been hearing um, from friends. And again, I didn't even know that Tracy Morgan thing. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing but ego. That is 100% pure ego. And the heat, the, what bothers me is he didn't even think. That's not even something that he should have even thought to say. He shouldn't have even thought to say it. So, yeah, I think I'm just, I'm in this uh, space where I'm trying to figure out what the solution to the problem is. I think that a, a, as black women, we have been raised to be better. We've been raised to be it all. And black men have been allowed to skate by. And then they've been rewarded for that, even by older black women. And then a lot of older black women are wondering like, oh, what happened? They're spoiled. You guys are Spoiled. Spoiled. <laughs> I need, elaborate on that. I need you to elaborate on that. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Go ahead and elaborate on that. You, the, the, you guys aren't... So for black women, we are expected to be everything. Everything. You know, you have to be intelligent. You have to know how to cook. You have to be independent. But you also have to know how to hold down a household. Black men just have to, you know, what 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 would you say your expectation expectation what are you raised to be as and I mean as a whole, granted, yes, we know you're not a monolith, but just as a whole, what would you say are staples for how a black man should be other than pride in and ego and hyper masculinity? Like that's those are the things I'm seeing you being raised to be and it's useless. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we are taught to be proud, hard working, strong black men. And that is that is what we were were raised to be. What we didn't realize is in being raised to be hard working, strong, proud black men, that that came with toxic masculinity, that came with the lack of vulnerability, that came with the hide your emotions and just power through and be tough. Mm -hmm. And the older you get, you realize how, okay, great. I'm glad I had that, that mindset to just push through and, and keep going and keep fighting and keep working. And regardless what everyone out there who wants you to lose, you just, you just keep winning and you keep going. But again, that mindset in your personal relationships, you realize like, oh, okay, well that, doesn't really serve you here. And that's what I've been unpacking and challenging other black men to unpack is the whole, I'm just not going to show our emotions. I understand that it could be a, a, a safety measure for some people. I, I get that. 
But when it comes again to your personal relationships, you have to be able to take that mask off. And if you can't take that mask off and really show your emotions, like I'm sad, I'm, I'm hurt, I'm not feeling good about something, it, it's okay to share those emotions. But we've, we've been taught not to share them and to be hard and tough for the world um, because that, that's what we're supposed to do. Um, but again, I know in, in some instances it's necessary. It is a survival tactic and I'm right. not dismissing that. I do it. You know, there, there's a form of, of, of survival, code switching at its finest. It's like you have to do it. Yeah. Uh, but are you able to know when you're supposed to do it or when it's the safe thing to do and when can you not do it so you can really reveal your true self to those around you. Yeah, I'm just saying that actual humanity has to be in there somewhere at some point in time because you are human. You're suffering and as a result, everyone else around you is suffering. Why? Why? No, it's it's real and it starts with conversations like the one I had, the the one I I was able to attend on and, Mm. and hearing you know, these four men really share their perspective. And basically what it came down to was just like, you know, we as a, as a community got to just embrace the community mm-hmm. and not forget about the community and continue to work for the community. And I believe it was Scott Evans who made the comment. He was like, when 444 dropped, it's like you saw the, the buzz of the community building up. And then he said, when, you know, Get Out dropped, you felt the buzz continue to rise. Then Black Panther dropped. And he's, you know, he's like, you have people wearing kente cloth who can't even spell kente cloth. Right. Doing rain dances in the aisle. Like, he's like, you had this, this community, this sense of pride and happiness in the community really building. And he said, then the Kanye stuff happened. And then all of a sudden, all of that work that, that, power and excitement within the community yeah, just got evaporated immediately and he goes like this is where we have to as a community embrace kanye and say brother we, we got to talk like we got to come from an angle of love and not let these outliers destroy all of the the buzz that's building i think that the, the people around kanye actually did rally around they him. did no one betrayed him and everybody that I heard said, like, you know, we're working on it. Yeah, T.I. Like, was like, yo, we got to talk, brother. Like, yeah. Charlamagne was like, brother, we got to talk. It sounded like there was a meeting <laughs> that occurred, and it was like, intervention, we're going to help you, Kanye. For sure. Because you're tripping. And, that, and that's important, where typically we have erased mm-hmm. people from the like community. Like the Stacey Dashes. Of, yeah. of course. Like, well, the, the Amorosas. We're treating you, yeah. yeah. The, the Chrisette Michelles. You know, yeah. They're... they're have been. I wouldn't put Chrisette Michelle. In no, the same but year. she got a lot. I mean, there was, there she, was, she, there was a lot of flack. She made came. a misstep at the exact wrong, wrong time. Exactly. That's what happened with her. I don't think. I think she was, and all these people, I think, are well-meaning. They're not understanding that what they are doing hurts more than it helps. Because I think some of them. I'm not gonna say all. No, I'm, I'm not like, gonna say that. Chrisette Michelle, well-meaning. Okay. I don't think Kanye West is like, I'm just going to screw over all black people. I really do not think that that's where his mind was. I was like, because you know, Stacey Dash, I'm not about to sit here and talk about, but when you have like a history of just of saying and doing I think Stacey Dash is, suffers from foolish things. <laughs> some crazy thinking. I, I think that she probably thinks that she's doing what's best because it's kind of what Kanye West was saying because they, when you are part of a group of people that don't, that are oppressed, right? You you start to look for ways to undo that. So in their minds, they're like, well, 
I'm just going to not accept it. And I think that's, that's what you see, and which is even more painful to watch because they're just like in complete denial that this is the reality. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and so it was, it, yeah. was, it was interesting to, to hear these, these men you know, talk about embracing and continuing to embrace our culture. And Little Real in particular, you know, I talked about it. He said, you know, everyone is always talking about we want to see, you know, positive, positive depictions of, of, of black folks in media mm-hmm. because there may not be that much. But he was like, in my show, like I talked about my, you know, one of my characters is, is, a, is a guy getting out of jail uh, for, for selling dope and now, you know, getting acclimated back to life. And he said, because I have a brother or a cousin who lived that exact life. Right. And he said, so while we may want to see only positive images, we don't have only positive images within the, culture, yeah. the black community. And he's like, so if we want to change, and T.I. said this too, it's like if we want to change the depictions of what we see in black media, we, we need, need to change, change the, the community and the reality of black media. Mm-hmm. And, and T.I. said that a, a while ago and, and Little Rel re-emphasized it yeah, again. Yeah, I remember that. It was just like, okay, cool, but like we have to be able to do that work. And, and they all four said it, and that's why... As black folks, we have to stay attached and tied to the community and continue to uplift and not ignore. And I, I think, honestly, that's the, the big frustration with Kanye. I mean, on top of other things, but to just ignore the community and say what you're going to say is like, brother, that, that's not going to work. In short, y'all need to do better. <laughs> <laughs> we just got it. What we have to do, it's not even a, you know, a y'all got to do better. We is, is, And it is if we got to do better. Yeah. But it's, it's black men who are aware of these conversations and are, are holding ourselves accountable holding our friends accountable and being able to have those uncharacteristic conversations and realize the role that we play in all of this and if we can continue to elevate our minds and elevate our conversations we're only going to elevate the people around us and move in a a different way act in a different way and think in a different way and once you start thinking in a different way you're going to produce different outcomes yeah that's what i consider doing better i got you yeah Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.